welcome Joshua. Hello and welcome, bug catchers, to Hello. Ex- sorry, I was kind of in the middle of something. Oh, sorry. Hello and welcome, Joshua. Hello and welcome, bug catchers, to Experience Share. Smell you now. It's a Pokemon podcast, and I wasn't done. <laughs> it's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanta Cool, and my ho co my ho host. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh wait, what's he actually called? Ho-o. My co-host, <laughs> Jodish, a.k.a. Josh Fjellstad. That's me. It's a Pokemon podcast. Each week we play through the Pokemon series of video games, gym by gym, week by week. We've already beaten Gen 1. We are firmly into Gen 2. We are back in Kanto. We are leveling Pokemon. We are defeating gym leaders. We are righting wrongs in the world of What's the world called? The larger world. We've debated it a little bit. It's called Poke Earth or just Pokemon World. What I like about Poke Earth is that the etymology behind that is Pocket Earth. Oh, that is cute. Which is kind of cute. It's like, here's another timely reference for you. Men in Black at the end. Sure. Which one? The first one. Okay. When it slowly pans out at the end and then you find out that it's giant aliens playing marbles with Earth. Tell me about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Deoxys up there. Now you're fucking with my head, man. That's the Pokémon, you know. That's the Poker. That's the one that is the originator of the Pokerus, I believe. Joshua, we are playing these Pokemon games. Last week we took on... Well, last week there was a bit of miscommunication, I will say. (laughs) On one person's part who wasn't me. On two people's parts. Because Josh and I did agree that the Kanto region of Pokemon Gold and Silver is pretty light fare, especially considering that we just went through Kanto last game. So we decided that once we entered Kanto, we would do two gyms each week. Yeah. Last week, I sort of thought that maybe the (laughs) SS Aqua counted as a gym. Right. So I only did the SS Aqua and Lieutenant Surge in Vermilion. But it turns out SS Aqua's short. It's a fast ship. Yeah, it's a short, fast ship. There's no, like, king boss. You don't get anything cool for doing it. We get that metal coat, which I liked, that maybe one day I'll be able to use to evolve my Scyther. Can I just put a metal coat on one of my dudes? They can wear it. It powers up steel moves. Well, I don't have any steel Pokemon. Well, right. I want Horsey to wear it. Ponyta? Ponyta. Can you imagine how cool he'd look in, like, metal armor? Like a flaming knight's horse? Ooh. Yeah. He would look cool as hell. I'd pay a lot for that skin in some game. Yeah. I'm going to just do that just for the sake of doing it. Heroes of the Storm does have a a mount. You're Diablo and you're like (laughs) riding an armored (laughs) ponyta. Yeah. Cool. They do have armored horsies in it, but I don't think any of them are flaming. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. It's a freebie for Blizzard Entertainment. We want to talk about our hots mains while we're here? Sure. Josh got me into a game called Heroes of the Storm. I guess it was like a couple of years ago now, right? Or maybe a year ago? Probably two years. I've been playing it like four or five, I think. But It is a MOBA. It is made by Blizzard and it features all Blizzard characters. And Josh and I played a lot of it. I'm bad at it. Josh is good at it. Who's your main? Probably my overall favorite is Sergeant Hammer. Yeah. The siege tank from StarCraft. Right. I think she's fun and has very interesting gameplay. It's a tank in StarCraft, so you can just, like, roam around, and it's got, like, decent attack, but you can siege mode. Then you park. Yeah, you post up, and then it's got huge range, but you need to do it in, like, a safe area, but then you just, like, pop off at people. Yeah, you love popping off at people. I also like Raynor. I'm biased toward the StarCraft people, but I like, um... My mains, thank you for asking, my mains (laughs) are the same in Heroes of the Storm as they are in Overwatch... Lucio! Oh, yeah, that's right. And I also like Brightwing. Those are my two favorite. Oh, Brightwing is fun. Brightwing is a sweetie. Brightwing is a sweetie, yeah. I got some fun skins for Brightwing, too. I also actually do really like Diablo. I play Diablo a fair bit as well. Yeah. I also love Asmodan Asmodan. with his giant orb, and he can summon, like, demon armies. Okay. Yes. It's enough Heroes of the Storm chat. Back to Pokemon. The game we play every week. Josh, because we're in a place where 
It's the end game. The levels have slowed. Our teams are semi-set. Well, you just swapped out almost all of yours. Well, I know. I know. But now they're set. Do we want to go through our level check? Yeah. Let's level check. Level check. I want you to go first because I have some things I'd like to discuss with mine. I bet you do. I don't want your Pokemon to get lost in the shuffle. We are in the end game. There's at least one swap I'm thinking about, but we'll see. And I should also say my character Joshua's favorite show is the OC, and that is why all of his Pokemon are named after OC characters. Because we realized people are coming into this thing for some reason on like the 10th or the 11th episode, and we're not explaining why that's happening. You get introduced. You get introduced to a podcast, and you're like, I'm just going to pick it up here and see if I like it. And it's like, well, we're in like the fucking 12th episode of the second season. This would be a weird ass episode to check into because it's not even like, you know, the Elite Four. It's not like one of the main things. We talked about Hots for 20 minutes. Uh, It's not a good one. Hopefully, if you're listening to this one for the first episode, we swear it's usually much more topical. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. First up, we have Dr. Roberts. Golem, still here. Level 52. So confounding to me. (laughs) It's just that this thing has just lasted. Dr. Roberts is throwing off the whole like, like a rock. team build because Dr. Roberts... stronger every day. <laughs> Do you remember that Ford commercial? Yeah, I only know it as a Ford commercial. Was it a song like normally? <laughs> I don't know. I have, no, I think it's just a Ford commercial. Was that some of the original like branded content? I think it's like a jingle. Yeah. Interesting. Bug catchers, you will know. Is that a real song or is that just a Ford song? Wait, it's Chevy. <laughs> We also don't even fucking remember that it's Chevy. They're all the fucking same. God, car companies are so boring. Oh, we're going to get some backlash for that one. Car companies are boring. Back when I was getting my first car and I was like researching them and I was like a loser, obviously. Was. (laughs) I learned that Ford, I was like, I'm not getting a Ford because I saw on some hyperboards forum that that stands for fix or repair daily. Good. And I shan't be having a Ford. Good. Yeah. I didn't realize you were such a fucking motorhead, man. So I guess that's why Chevys are like a rock and Fords aren't. <laughs> I specifically moved to New York City so I would no longer have to drive. It's like, I'm going to move to a place where I can not drive ever again. You don't ever yearn for the open road? No. The open plains? No. I hate driving. I hate driving. And when we do have to drive... My wife gets car sick, so she always drives, and it's like, great, fine. Right. I love this. I never want to drive again. Well, it's funny, because you're the one who was always pushing the car to go when that was around, in that fucking jalopy, like, smart car. Those were not jalopies. They're uh, made out of aluminum! Yeah, no, I don't think they're made out of aluminum. I think it's, like, plastic, mostly. (laughs) Those things were great, and it's such a shame that they were driven out of North America by predatory policies. Probably Ford had something to do with it. Probably. Anyway, what were we talking about? Pokemon. So, Dr. Roberts, who keeps hanging on, I was going to say that in terms of OC characters, Dr. Roberts is not even in my, maybe in the top 10, but probably top 15. He was never supposed to make it this long. You gave him a throwaway name. Yeah. Never expecting him to make it this far. You know who I'm noticing is missing from this lineup? Who? nerdy cute boy that seth cohen who i love seth cohen yeah did you have a pokemon named seth cohen no and that's the tension because wow i don't know that i can make it through the season without having seth cohen yeah and i debated having a captain oats which would have been a ponyta rapidash because he has a plastic horse figurine captain oats that he confides in so quirky yeah he's very indie he loves death cab for cutie oh he's always like he's sitting there listening to bright eyes and he's like definitely i learned some of my brooding techniques from the oc ryan and seth in particular they know what they're doing he's like still listening to cereal he's like did you know that they're in like season five of cereal (laughs) it's like what are they cereal no way (laughs) i I don't think so (laughs) i have no idea uh Then we have Ryan, speaking of brooding, Ryan Atwood, Scyther, still, 
Can't evolve him because of COVID-19. Level 52, Sandy Cohen, the Elder Cohen. Noctowl, level 50, no change. Summer, Lapras, level 52. Marissa, Gengar, level 52. And then finally, thanks to Bill's grandfather. Ugh, fucking Bill's grandfather. I'm pleased to announce that Julie Cooper has reached her final form, and she's a victory bell now, and she's level 53. I have so many questions for you about... Yeah, you have a... <laughs> Bill? Bill's grandfather? Bill's grandfather, because I need things from him. Well, let's talk about what you need. I mean, that's my level check. It's not that interesting. I'm very pleased to finally not have to look at the back of a fucking bleepin' hell weepin' bell anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. And remember, that stands for get fucked in hell. Yeah. Here's what Fjallstan has. Here's what I was working on last night. Okay. So, Sakir Har, my Eevee. Oh, and Fjallstan, by the way. Joshua Fjallstan's biggest fan. He names all his Pokemon after Joshua's favorite video game, which is Civ 6, and they're all sweeties. They've all been designated sweeties by Josh. Yeah, these are Pokemon I find cute. Sakir Har, my Eevee, is level 32. Here's where I'm worried about Eevee. Laid on me, Streambean. I know I have to evolve her into Umbreon. I thought it was Espeon. You're going for Umbreon? I'm going for Umbreon. Interesting. Well, here's the thing. I don't think I have a choice. Oh, because your lifestyle. <laughs> because of my lifestyle, I played this game after 8 p.m. every day. Right. And that is the dark time in the Pokemon universe. So if this thing levels up from happiness, it's going to level up at night and it's going to become an Umbreon. So it's a good thing you added Umbreon to the list of sweeties. Yeah, thanks David Sims for flaunting that Nancy Myers out there. I don't want (laughs) to, I don't quite know how it works, but like the quicker I get it to Umbreon, the more opportunities I have for cool, like dark type moves, right? Yeah, you're going to miss out on all the type specific moves if it levels too high. I just don't know how to evolve this thing, though. Someone said something about haircuts, but like... Yeah, have you listened to the episode with David Sims? I went last (laughs) night, and it was like, there was no no one giving haircuts. And I was like, do I have to come at like specific times? I'm a busy man. No, they're always there, and you can do it once a day. It's in the Goldenrod Underground. No, sir, they weren't there last night. Goldenrod Underground? They were not there last night. The people at the booths? Let me look it up. What are they called? The Haircut Brothers. Haircut Brothers. Obviously. Pokemon Gold. Oh, you haven't heard of the Haircut Brothers? Oh, God, they look like dorks. (laughs) There's a picture of of them here from the anime. Uh, Appearances. The brothers never work at the same time. The brother that is on the shift on the depends on the day of the week. On Mondays, neither brother is available for haircuts. They take Monday off. And guess what today is? Well, today's Tuesday, first of all. Yeah, and guess when I was playing this? <laughs> Monday. They do look like dweebs. I'm looking at this. Yeah. That sucks. So I got to get on tonight. You got to get on before midnight because then you can get one in today and you can get one in tomorrow. Well, how many haircuts is this going to take? I I don't know, but David seemed to imply it's a lot. I also just spent all my fucking money on like HP ups. Oh, so you did the HP up strategy. Yeah, it didn't didn't work. Has Eevee fainted? Yeah, they faint all the time. No, you can't let them faint. That's bad. Eevee and Chansey both faint all the time. I'm trying to fucking level them. Of course they faint. No. No, the fainting is very bad. Oh, this sucks. I get that Professor Magma was trying to help me, but like, I am not well equipped for this kind of gameplay. <laughs> I mean, that's why I gave up. I w- kind of wanted an Espeon originally, and I was like, I don't have time for this, actually. I just got to keep at it. I got to keep at it. A grown-ass man. I got a bunch of other shit going on. I can't do this. So anyway, next up is Consti. my Poliwhirl, level 48. I got to find some fucking King Rock. No idea where that is. (laughs) You know, there's this thing called Google.com. And in times of trouble, you can use it. I'm a busy man. (laughs) I got a full-time job. My nanny stopped taking care of my kid. I'm stuck at home all day. I can't. Who's got time to Google things? Yeah. Eleanor of Aquitaine is my chancy. She's level 46. Same here. I just need to evolve her. She's got a couple of moves that... Professor Magma warned me that she would be useful, including the one where she eats her own egg. Yeah. Soft-boiled. So I'm not super worried about her missing out on moves. I think a lot of her moveset comes from TMs. 
And that's a happiness situation. What level is that? 46. That one, you really got to get haircuts there. Oh, God. <laughs> Pericles. Cedra. Level 46. I need to meet up with you before I can fucking trade this thing. You did this to yourself. Swapped out the whole team. Oh, God. In the middle of a lockdown. <sighs> Dr. Lava told me to. Well, Dr. Lava's trying to help me beat you. You don't get those mon evolved. You're definitely not going to beat me. I'll tell you what. I have the dragon scale, I think. Yeah, dragon scale. So you've been back to Mount Mortar. Oh, no, I don't have a dragon scale. What did I get from Gyarados? You have a red scale, and then you have a dragon fang that you got in Dragon's Den. Dragon scale is a different thing. Now I got to go back to Mount Mortar. Well, whatever. I have to go on a fucking journey to catch a bunch of Pokemon anyway because of my next Pokemon. Poundmaker, Growlithe, level 55. Oh, my God. I kept hearing this fucking promise of, like, Bill's grandfather has evolutionary stones. I was like, great. And then I showed up to Bill's father's grandfather's house. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, I'll take one of them Firestones. <laughs> it's not giving it away for free. Got a fucking Growlithe here. Not giving it away for free. And he's like, ah, first you must answer my riddle. I'm looking for a Pokemon with a long tongue. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Give me the fucking Firestone, man. And now I have to go catch a fucking Licky Tongue? Yeah, I already had one. Well, this is a crisis for Fialstan. I think... Because Licky Tongue is a, not a sweetie. I think Josh would make an exception for Fjallstan, because sometimes you got to do what you got to do. In order to get a sweetie, you have to make sacrifices, oh. including catching non-sweeties. How does Bill's grandfather work? So, bug catchers, uh, if you don't recall, Bill's grandfather lives where Bill lives in Gen 1, so out in the house on Cerulean Cape. And now what he asks is to see rare Pokemon, because I guess this fucking shit runs in the family where they're obsessed. They're probably the ones on, like, fur affinity. Like, <laughs> it's definitely... That's what he's... tough with, like, feet. <laughs> that's what he's normally doing. <laughs> you barge in, and he slams his laptop shut, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, nothing, I was just ordering Seamless. <laughs> and then... He describes these Pokemon somewhat vaguely. I mean, Licky Tongue is just like, show me a Pokemon with a long tongue. And that's like, obviously, Licky Tongue. Right. So I had that. I went and showed it to him. And then his next one is, show me a Pokemon that has plants on its head and it's green or some shit. And it's Oddish. So you need at least Licky Tongue and Oddish. Oddish is a sweetie, so that's fine. And you can catch it in that grassy knoll off route. But here's my question. 25. Do you show him the licky tongue and he gives you a stone he gives you an ever stone you show him the oddish he gives you a leaf stone and that's how i got victory bell and then i said see a sucker because i don't give a shit about the rest of it right but yeah so he's gonna have a clue i think it's probably the next one well luckily fucking firestone is the last fucking stone in his lineup yeah <laughs> yeah so i've got some fucking mon to catch i think it's all right if you catch a licky tongue the second I'm done with this transaction, yeah. I'm executing this thing. That's fine. I don't like Licky Tongue either. Ugh. Oh, Team Rocket shouldn't have been selling Slowpoke Tails. They should have been selling Licky Tongue Tongues. Licky Tongue's going to go to its knees in front of Chansey, and Chansey's going to like cock its egg bomb right behind its head and just like, cacao. <laughs> He's going to be like, tongue splattered everywhere that'll finally give the chancy enough happiness to evolve he loves that <laughs> that's what chancy loves killing and then robert the bruce my far-fetched level 32 just flies me around yeah that's it it's the level check let's talk about gameplay this week well it starts off pretty simple because sorry you didn't let me finish okay after this break okay gotcha sucker god Hello and welcome back, Joshua. Hello and welcome back, Bug Catchers. We are discussing our ongoing journey in Kanto. We started at Vermilion City. We had two goals in mind this week. Take on Sabrina in Saffron City, and then onward to Misty in Cerulean City. But we go via Lavender Town, via the Rock Tunnel, via the Power Plant. There's a bunch of shit in there. Yeah, I remember you were like, oh, it's so easy. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll save it till 10 p.m. on Monday night. <laughs> so we started northward from... Key- Vermilion City. Vermilion City. 
It's going to say Kanto City, and I know that's not right. Toward Saffron City, which is the centralmost city. Quick little jaunt, like through a couple of fields. Yeah, Route 6, which formerly in the first season in Gen 1, had a bunch of trainers in it, had that boyfriend and girlfriend couple that I hated. Gone. Everybody's gone. Yeah. You would think that there would be a golden age after Joshua and Mr. Squirt liberated it from the clutches of the criminal syndicate Team Rocket. Right. But a lot of it, it looks kind of dilapidated. I mean, that building is still not done in Vermilion. The trainers are gone. They've went to another region to find work. It's weird that that building still isn't done. The power plant's gone bust. Yeah, I don't get... It seems like Kanto has sort of like gone to seed a little bit. Yeah. Although, like, all the trainers are a lot tougher than they were the first time around. They are, but there's fewer people. That's the main thing, is, like, Route 6 used to have, like, you know, half a dozen trainers. Where'd they go? Why not just level them up? Why not keep them, you know? Well, they all went to Johto. Yeah, they went to where the jobs are. Housing prices are cheaper in Johto. (laughs) There's whole new developments. Have you heard of World Islands? Yeah. They're going to build all of that up. Have you seen the types, all the different types of trees they got over there? Oh my God, so many kinds of trees. And the grass? Kanto doesn't even have trees. No, it's mostly just fucking rocks and like that one grass. And I... I gotta tell you, once I've seen two grasses, I can't go back to one grass. Never going back. So, Saffron City. Saffron City. Last time we were here, it was taken over by Team Rocket Grunts. We know what happened to them. They got fucking their faces mashed in their own shit by Mr. Squirt and Joshua. Not the Joshua, uh, Joshua. Yeah, a Joshua. Joshua the first. Yeah. So they're gone. Silphco still going strong, I guess. Silphscopes sold pretty well against... I guess. Fucking suckers market. If you and I were sharks in that shark tank, and Silphco came to us last gen, and they were like, we're selling the Silphscope. We're just like, this is nothing. What's your fucking, like, what's your value prop on this? Yeah, there's no long-term growth opportunities. It's just a product... How do you build a brand around this? Get out of the fucking Sharpedo tank with this bullshit. I was like, what's your value problem? They're like, it helps you see ghosts. And I was just like, I can see ghosts already. Like, yeah. And even if I can't, do I want to? In Gen 2, I encounter haunters all the time. Right. I don't need a fucking silphscope. They're just running around. What do you mean it helps you see ghosts? But they're still somehow thriving. Whatever. So they had this new thing. I went in there because I wanted to see what was up. Joshua wanted to see what was up. The lines are becoming blurred. What's fiction and what's reality? (laughs) This Joshua had never been there before. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to see what was up. It's like getting a tour of, uh, I don't know, Ben and Jerry's factory. You go to Vermont. Yeah, you're in Vermont. Why not? It's like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah. Well, my favorite goat farm is in Vermont. Nobody told me about the goat farm, so. Yeah, it's big picture farms. Check it out. All right. Next time you're in Vermont. I will. A friend of ours is moving to Vermont. Maybe we'll we'll go up and visit her. We'll check out those goats. Yeah. Yeah. So, goes in, and they are not giving tours, but some man just gave them a free sample of, like, their new product. Hopefully, it's a little more useful than the fucking Silphscope. Yeah. It's called an upgrade. I got this, too. I didn't know what to do with it. I immediately threw it in my box. Upgrade is the upgrade for evolving Porygon into Porygon 2. It's another held item. I like Porygon and Porygon 2. I fought a Porygon this week. I don't remember who had it. Somebody had one, yeah. One of those like Nugget Bridge kids. Yeah. I think Porygon's a cool-ass Pokemon. Yeah, I think it's very interesting as well. I don't think its stats are very good. No, I think they only get good when it's it's got the third form, Porygon Z. <laughs> that sounds cool as hell. Porygon Z is decent. Also, how do you catch a Porygon? The only opportunity is at the fucking casino, right? Game corner, yeah. I'm not going to waste... I got to get my fucking Pokemon haircuts. I can't go to the casino. Got plenty of Poke mouths to feed already. I can't go to the casino. God. It's the last thing you need. I think I'm made out of Poke credits. (laughs) What else did you do in Saffron? Anything interesting? I ran into this girl. I don't know if you met her. Copycat. She like she spins around and and looks like you. And she does that stupid like game that like babies play of like, "Oh, I know you are, but what am I?" 
fucking babies. I have a baby. He's never played that game with me. I guess he's just too intelligent. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. Not because he can't speak. Yeah, he's nonverbal right now. When does that happen? Uh, pretty soon, I think. I don't know. I'm not a fucking baby expert. <laughs> he like just talks all the time, but it's like nonsense. He's just like ba 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 ba. Like I agree. I try to teach him how to say papa, but he's not getting it. I'll look him in the eyes and I'll like hold his head so he's focused on me, and I'll go papa, papa, <laughs> and he just doesn't get it. So, yeah, copycat. You talk to her parents, and they're like, oh, somebody stole or she lost her Clefairy doll. And that's why she's being even more annoying than usual. Mm. Didn't have time for that. Got out of there. Went to Fighting Dojo. Oh, right. This is where we got Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan in Gen 1, right? Yeah. It's, again, basically abandoned. The fuck? One of the acolytes of the karate King, apparently, is what he's now known as, even though he was the karate master last time, and he got fucking destroyed, and I don't know how he becomes a king. Well, two things, Josh. Last time he was a karate master. He was a master of karate. Anyone can be a master of karate. You could be a master of karate. You just need to get good at karate, okay? I don't see that happening, but... This time, he's the king of karate, which means that he has beaten all other karate masters. And proven himself as the king karate. And that's conceivable. That could happen over the last the course of the last three years, right? I guess. To your second point, Josh. Yeah. We didn't have a karate fight with him. We had a Pokemon battle with him. So you're saying the karate is judged by a separate merit system. He's not the Pokemon king, Josh. He's the karate king. He would have kicked our asses in karate. Uh, yeah. Both Joshua's and Josh would not do well in a karate fight. I don't think I would do well in a karate fight. But, sorry, my wife is texting me. I got, I need to calm down. I got a little heated about the Karate King. <laughs> Started talking a little louder than was not was necessary. And it, my young son, who was sleeping in the room next door to mine, started to wiggle a little bit in his crib, oh according my to my wife. So God. I need to, unless you have anything to say about the Karate King, I just, you know what? I'm going to take two minutes. I'm going to take two minutes. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to calm down. I'm going to recenter, and I'm going to let you say <laughs> what you need to say about the Karate King. All that I was going to say is that I learned he is training in the mountains in Johto. Okay, and that's obviously a euphemism. I thought you weren't you weren't talking for two minutes? Sorry. I was just going to say, that's what I say to my wife when I'm like, I'm going to go train in the mountains. <laughs> euphemism? For what? Masturbation. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, I gotta go train in the mountains in my fighting dojo. train in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come into the fighting dojo for... (laughs) I think I've told this story on another (laughs) podcast I do, but I haven't told it here, so this is a fun opportunity for me. That's gotta be one of the main benefits of having multiple podcasts. Recycle the stories. When I was in college, a freshman in college, I lived in a suite dorm which is like one two-person bedroom and then like a little living room kitchenette bathroom and then a second two-person bedroom so it's four dudes sharing a apartment essentially it's like slightly more sophisticated at least in the beginning yeah and like you know we were friends with other dudes in the same situation and one day we were hanging out at a friend's house dorm room and we were all in the central living room space playing video games and our friend Ryan was like, I'm going to go take a quick nap. <laughs> and he went into his, <laughs> into his room and like shut the door behind him. It's a euphemism if I've ever heard one. It was like dead quiet in there. And then honestly, like maybe six minutes later, he started just blasting Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive. <laughs> and he like played the entirety of like Dead or Alive. And then, like, came out of the bedroom and he was like, oh, God, great nap. And I was just like, okay. Wow. I get it. Wow. I get what just happened. I'm a cowboy. On a steel horse I ride. Is Dead or Alive his, like, post-J-O anthem? Dead of the night. 
It's an anthem, for sure. I mean, yeah. A quick nap, six minutes. It was like under ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, okay. So anyway. So the Karate King is J-O-ing deep in the mountains of Johto. <laughs> His minion gives you focus band, which can cause your Pokemon to survive a final hit with one hit point. Fuck, I got that, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this, but I should totally give it to Eevee. Well, you should just stop trotting them out when they're just going to get killed, would be the number one thing, but... Well, they're weak babies, Josh. You swap them out. I need to strengthen them up. Golly, it's like you've never played a fucking Pokemon game before. Here's what you need to do. Give them a bunch of haircuts, give them a bunch of HP ups, and then you just keep running back, defeating the Elite Four, and you open with them and then just keep swapping them. So they're gaining all that sweet, sweet EXP from the Elite Four. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I hadn't thought about any of that. Sign the Pokemon King. Okay. Well, and I think it's a little (laughs) too early to to say that for sure. Couple more seasons. On to Saffron City Gym. Sabrina. It's the same setup as last time. Unlike Lieutenant Surge's gym where you had to like dig through the trash to open a gate in Gen 1. Yeah. They did away with that in Gen 2, but they still kept the teleporter puzzle bullshit in Gen 2 of the Saffron City gym. I hate it so much. I still hated it. It's not easy. They seem like they're dynamic and they just change arbitrarily yeah it's too hard to think and you just have to like do it you just have to like keep jumping in random teleporters until you end up in front of sabrina yeah i will say this about the saffron city gym okay it is like uh hell to me it is hell (laughs) it is hell and why was that well for two reasons one my pokemon were severely under leveled and i kept dying because of a little move called Psychic. Mr. Psychic told me about it. Sabrina and all her minions kept doing it on all my Pokemon who were severely underleveled, and they kept dying, and it sucked. Two, this place is full of nightmare, you make me barf Pokemon that I hate, and this is Tanner's segment. Each week, I come up with a Pokemon that makes me barf. Good, although your segment is relatively straightforward. I feel like people can figure it out from the name. Yeah, they make me barf. Mine needs explanation for sure. (laughs) This place was full of Pokemon that make me barf, and I don't think either of these are newcomers to the You Make Me Barf scene, but seeing them again and seeing them in full color just drove home how much I hate both Mr. Mime and execute yeah just to, they're so gross they were all out we and i mr mime is well tried territory right it's weird it's gross is it a man is it a pokemon does it have human-like genitals i don't are they clothes is it is it growths what's it's gross you look at mr mime you don't need an explanation even the name's fucked up if we made an encyclopedia tome called tanner's you make me barf pokemon and each page was a pokemon that made me want to barf it would be like a banner on the front cover okay. that said Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon and the banner would be held up by two Pokemon on either side and one side would be Mr. Mime and the other side would be Jinx. That sounds like a good coffee table book. Oh, someday. And that's a branding opportunity. Let us know if you'd buy that. Yeah. Execute. I don't know if I've ever brought up Execute before. We've danced around execute but we've never really delved into it and I think, you know, now is the time. Here's what I hate about it. It's just eggs. That's the first thing. <laughs> when one of them is, they're cracked. That's they're the like rotten thing. eggs. One of them is literally broken. Yeah. And it's like, is that one dead? Did they start off cracked? How are they born? What's happening? Do they have genitals? I don't know. How do they procreate? I'm going to quickly go to furaffinity.net and do a search for execute. It's surprising that we did not talk about execute in Gen 1. Because if you're looking at all the sprites, do you remember how in red and blue, Execute has one giant egg? Yeah. That's like stern looking, and then it's got the five cracked little eggs? Yeah, I don't know if that's forced perspective, and like one of them just looks bigger because he's in the front, but... 
But then they like grow an executor. Oh God, Joshua. Like, what is going on? They're like seeds? None of it makes any sense. I think if there was any Pokemon we were safe from returning any results on furaffinity.net. Oh, no. It would be execute. <gasps> but look at these ladies. People have decided to take execute and draw it in a number of different ways. And I'll say this. for This is a fascinating development. For Fur Affinity, which is like a fetish community website, the pictures are unusually tame. It's kind of wholesome. I mean, <laughs> the women that the eggs turn into are scantily clad, but they are clad. They're clad. The very first one, they've depicted the execute as like a harem. Yeah. And each of the eggs is like a sexy lady. And like, they're all coy. One of them is like the sleepy one. Yeah. And there's like the naughty one and the one that's like... Look at this, Josh. The skeptical one. What's going on here? Hachi Machi Josh. Uh-oh. Often Tanner recognizes how sexy Pokemon are. It's often sort of a, a fun character I like to play. And I'm not actually sex sexually attracted to Pokemon. But let's talk about this image I just sent you that I found in the search for execute on furaffinity.net. Okay, now this is fascinating. And let's look at this one on the right here. And who is that cutie? It's Tangela. <laughs> Tangela is involved. Parasect is involved? Yeah, I don't get really... I don't totally understand the Parasect. And the execute is the police? The execute is the police, but also sexy girls. <laughs> They all have different eyeliner. Except the dead one. Wow. What's happening here? Now, this is something that we could share if we wanted. Oh, yeah. It's it's SFW. So we've got a parasect lady on the left, mm-hmm. and she's wearing the fungus of a parasect on her head as a hat, mm-hmm. like a English hat kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, giant, what are they? Bazangas? Bazongas, yep. Giant bazongas, a skirt, very, very small skirt. Mm-hmm. Big claws, normal parasect claws. You're spending a lot of time on the parasect, and I feel like the real hero of this thing is the Tangela. I still don't really like thinking about Tangela, but do you want to take the Tangela? I mean, that's it with the parasect. It's just a parasect lady. I mean, I don't... And then we got a Tangela lady. Tangela's kind of got like a, a cute little sly pair of eyes in the typical Tangela head. Looking askance over at the parasect. Some bazongas. And then silver <laughs> to the bazongas is like a camo pokeball of some sort. Yes. Thick butt, thick thighs. Wearing pants though, surprisingly. She's wearing pants, yeah, yeah. And then she's got sort of like what looks to be like thigh-high rubber boots on fascinating and it's you know it's doing it it's doing it for me and you know that's just that's where we're at and then in the middle of in between both of them it's an execute and the central egg is wearing a cop hat that has the camo pokeball festooned to it it's confusing yeah it's and she's glancing up at the tangela yeah so this leads me to believe that this is like you know, the first frame. They're romantically involved. Something goes on immediately after this. And I don't want to spend too much more time on furaffinity.net. I know we like to do that, but we do have a lot of game left to discuss. I just wanted to register that Okay. Mr. Mime and Execute and Sabrina's entire gym or might you make me barf Pokemons of the week. That's fair. I beat Sabrina. The Espeon was fucking talented. The Espeon KO'd Scyther and Noctowl, but then I just brought out Lapras and she laid waste to laid waste all of it mine growlithe Poundmaker, use bite on every one of the uh, sabrina's pokemon and kill them all oh yeah hell yeah onward route eight towards lavender town this was like another like path that was full of trainers you can do that little shortcut through the patch of grass right if you want to with cut yeah they shorten it all a little bit and there are only like five trainers the Kanto Pokemon Federation. Who? I didn't I don't I don't think I talked to these freaks. These bikers? Did you not even fight them? No, I think I cut through the cut path. So Potus just jumped on my lap, so this could be a problem. Hello, Potus. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so um okay. 
Don't rub your face on the laptop. Are you afraid of POTUS? Are you afraid to push POTUS around? Or He's a big boy. You don't tell him what to do. Oh, I want to push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. I know that one. So it looks like they were just like some fascists. I don't know. I dispensed all of them. It's a pretty aggressive label to put on someone. Well, they were talking about, like, we're the best, nobody messes with the the Kanto Pokemon Federation. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. Like, we're gonna something's... purge everyone who's not in the Kanto Pokemon Federation. They took one look at Joshua, and they didn't offer to, like, have me join the Federation. Okay, yeah, there's something about Joshua that they're like, eh, yeah. not quite our people. Exactly. Then we were in Lavender Town. Yeah. Pave Paradise put up a fucking radio tower. <laughs> yeah. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They paved Pave Paradise. Poke Tower and they put up a radio tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just rhyme tower to tower, but they're just fucking asking for a fucking haunting. And then they just shipped Mr. Fuji and like all the tombstones a little bit south into like a tiny mausoleum. Right. I don't think I visited the mausoleum. Is Mr. Fuji still with us? Yeah. That's surprising because he was a very old man last game. Yeah, I went in there and I talked to him and he said, oh, why don't you pay your respects? You're here to offer condolences. I have no attachment to these fucking beasts. What do you mean pay my respects? Paying respect to these random people's Pokemon that are probably not even sweeties? No. Yeah. I'm going to pay respect to, like, a fucking, like, Steelix. Yeah, right. I'd rather die. I got out of there, and I got my HM friend out, Oliver, who's a Paris. I don't believe I ever talked about that. (laughs) Okay, and now you're introducing whole new Pokemon to the lexicon. Yeah. And it's a Paris, and it's interesting, because I just saw some some pretty compelling material about Parasect. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's nothing compelling about Paris, and there's nothing compelling about the Oliver subplot in season one of the OC, where he is this rich kid who extorts Marissa and tries to like make her fall in love with him, and he's this big whiny baby, and he is offering drugs and booze to everyone all the time, and he almost kisses her on New Year's until... Ryan shows up at the last second and kisses her at this party, and thank God, because Oliver is a loser and Paris is a loser. He's giving everyone free drugs? Yeah. That sounds cool. What do you mean he's a loser? Um, Because he's not cool. He's using the drugs to be cool. Well, we all need something to be cool, Josh. It's like fucking marketing. <laughs> so you're saying doing drugs and giving drugs away is cool. I don't think doing drugs is cool. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Don't do drugs, bug catchers. But giving drugs away is cool. Yeah. Oh, giving them away. Yeah, that's cool as hell. You're so wrong on this. At least he's not charging people. You're being so pig-headed. We made our way north to Rock Tunnel. Yeah. Which is the same Rock Tunnel it was in Gen 1. Although I feel like there were fewer... You gotta use Flash on it, but otherwise, yeah, they shortened it. And there are no trainers anymore. And it's just, like, filled with fucking, like, Zubats. I did catch a Cubone, a Marowak, and a Kangaskhan, which I was pretty pleased with. I was honestly pretty surprised to see that both Cubone and Marowak were not sweeties. I thought about it. I thought about Kangaskhan, too. All of them look good in this gen. I like the little tiny Kangaskhan. If baby Kangaskhan was a thing, then that would be a sweetie for sure. Yeah. Marowak's got a big bone that I liked. Gross. She's looking askance, and then she's got this bone. Like, whoa. Keep it to yourself, pervert. (laughs) So you plow through Rock Tunnel. And then... Show up on the other side. You're out on Route 10. And having been told that the power plant was in the vicinity, Joshua headed to the water and went south. You surf and you hook around and you, you make your way to the power plant. I also did this. Turns out they've rebuilt this fucking thing. And it's full of human beings and it's full of equipment and they're actually using it as a power plant except someone has made off with a machine part right and so 
one machine part brings down the entire thing and for some reason they can't get a replacement it's fucking environmental terrorism this is like monkey wrench gang shit you know president of canto maybe should put into that defense production act huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) make that machine part yeah 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 if he doesn't fucking like elon musk is gonna come in and be like i'll 3d print it i don't care (laughs) i was like why why am i even here then it's elon elon muck in this game (laughs) so we have a we have a task we've been given a task hunt down this machine part that has been thieved from the power plant and we make our way west towards cerulean past route 9 and route 10 which are just routes they do have trainers finally but nothing interesting like, even I was overleveled for these trainers with, like, mid-30 Pokemon. Right. So, it was a fucking cakewalk. Make your way to Cerulean. I mean, it's fucking ravaged by crime again. It's a den of scum and villainy, which coincidentally is the faction I played in Star Wars X-Wing Miniature Game, another game that Josh and <laughs> yeah. I put oh, a lot yeah. of time and money into. Josh played the empire empire yeah and i played scum and villainy and which wasn't I, because i identify with the empire but our friend was already the rebels and also they got some cool ships unfortunately i think empire was actually probably the right move in that game they had a lot of a lot of cool shit to, to do yeah scum and villainy was all like isn't this interesting and it's like no it's just a, a pain in the ass weirdly complex yeah empire was just like good branding it's like team rocket it's like yeah obviously these dudes they're up to no good but like uh, we should get back into that game that was a fucking fun ass game i kept all of it we definitely I have it should all too. bring that yeah. back once we can go back to bergen and, and drink those beers and eat that pizza josh and i very obnoxiously used to go to this restaurant called bergen and play this star wars miniature game and by that i mean like we had five to ten like little miniature star wars ships out on the table like doing space battles yeah and it was like we're those fucking nerds at the cool bar spreading out the like asteroid little cardboard pieces like it's (laughs) star wars miniatures but like when you're putting the whole thing out and we both had like toolboxes that we would bring all the little pieces into by the end of it, it's taking up a giant table. People would like walk by and they'd be like, okay. <laughs> but then little children will walk by and be like, what are you playing? And it's like, leave us alone. This is serious. Yeah. Anyway. Step aside, Padawan. So Cerulean City, I noticed the bike shop moved to Goldenrod. So that's again, another business that shipped overseas, picked up shop, went to Johto. And then you go to Missy's gym and it's fucking empty. And it's like, okay, well, I thought there was a fucking like standard of excellence here. And I guess not. The gym leaders can just like fuck off to whatever they're doing. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's nothing else to do because everything else is either boarded up or fucking closed. Right. So all you can do is head north and you run into this guy wearing all black, and we know what that means. Goth. Team Rocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Team Rocket. And this guy runs off, and he heads north. You chase him, like, honestly, like, two screen lengths later. Yeah, he's just, like, standing on the bridge on Route 24. like On, like, Nugget Bridge. Yeah, Nugget Bridge. And you go up to talk to him, and he's just like, oh, I never thought you'd catch me. And it's like, what? Oh, oop. He's this, like, mastermind Team Rocket villain, and he's got, like, one fucking crowbat. Yeah. And then you beat him, and he's like, I've hidden the, the machine part in Misty's gym. It's like, what? like, what is this scheme? You just leave it there? Like, you're running away, and then you leave the part instead of taking it back to wh- wherever the new hideout is? You ever see Inside Man? Yes. Same thing. Same basic concept. It's basically Inside Man. I guess. (laughs) You crush this guy, and then you're up there, and you run into these six people. It's Nugget Bridge. It's just fucking Nugget Bridge again. But they're not on Nugget Nugget Bridge Bridge anymore for some reason. They've, like, moved further north, and they're, like, more obnoxious. But at the end, you still get a fucking Nugget. After the sixth one, he's like, here's a Nugget. And then also, like, after the sixth one, there's a seventh one who's, like, a fucking, like conniving dickhead who's like yeah 
I was waiting for all your Pokemon to be weak, and now I will fight you and destroy you. And he's got like a level like eight Porygon. It's like, what? what? What's a level 36 Porygon? Well, it's nothing to me. But one thing before we go beyond the Nugget Bridge, kids. Lass Ellen had a Pokemon that was very fetching, and it was her Wigglytuff. and I did have a brief discussion about this before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, because I think you didn't remember what a Wigglytuff was, and you thought it was gross, and then no. you look at it, that's cute as hell, it's beautiful! I saw it when I was battling last Ellen, and I thought, ugh, do I like this, or do I hate this? There's a lot of things to hate How about How could it. you not like it? <laughs> it's in gold, it's got, like... Eyes that aren't even looking the same direction. It looks dumb. It looks fun. But I came around. It's got a tuft of hair. (laughs) Big ears. (laughs) The tuft of hair looks like a poop. Anyway, I came around to your way of thinking. But while I was trying to remind myself what Wigglytuff looked like, I did a Google search for Wigglytuff. Here we go. Josh. God, your Google search is so fucked up at this point, though. It's not even... I don't even know if it's my fault. I don't know if it's Google's algorithm or what, but, like, algorithm is, like, you definitely want to see results from Fur Affinity, right? (sighs) Yeah. And I did a Google search for Wigglytuff, and it was, like, the fifth fucking row was this picture of Wigglytuff, and it was showing its feet in a way that made it clear that it, like, thought I was into feet, and it's, like, two things, Wigglytuff. (laughs) I'm not sexually attracted to you, one. Two, I'm not sexually attracted to feet. Not even after seeing the image? Well, it's, I, I think it <laughs> it has opened a new door for me, but I don't know if I'm willing to or ready to step through that door, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I like Wigglytuff, and I'm not going to fight this. Can I say this? Yeah. I'm not into Wigglytuff's feet. Normally, its feet are just little... Pads. Little cute pads, but in this image, which Tanner unfortunately sent to me, they're feet. And it really wants you to see them. It's like, here are my feet. Kiss them. It's like, kiss them. The feet are bigger than basically the Wigglytuff's whole body, and then they made sure to add a couple of lines to make sure you know where the butthole is as well. Oh, God. I knew where it was broadly. I knew where it was broadly. I didn't need any indication, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that that's a fair depiction of Wigglytuff. Anyway, you keep fighting onward through the Nugget Bridge 6. You get your nugget and you encounter Gym Leader Misty outside of Bill's house flirting with some boy. Yeah. And you confront her and she says, thanks for fucking... Ruining the vibe, bud. Yeah. Yeah, we cock block Misty. She's like, I was about to get it in, and you fucking came in, and you ruined the vibe, bud. That's like, put up a do not disturb on the gym door. Or be a fucking professional and get to your fucking gym (laughs) so I can battle you and get the fucking Cascade badge. Yeah. Ugh. I'm over Misty in this game, although I do like her new look. She's got kind of a fun new haircut. Yeah, she looks good. Fun new outfit. Anyway, you chase her down to her gym after you catch her canoodling with this boy. Do we know who this boy is? Some floozy. No. Is any part of you worried it's Lance? Josh, it crossed Joshua's mind. It would take him off the table for... A little concerning. Well, it might take him off the table. I don't know what Lance's persuasion is. He might be bi. Yeah, he's a little... Where's the cape? He wears a cape, and that's really working in Joshua's favor. Okay, so you make your way back to Cerulean. You go into Cerulean gym. The first thing I did was ask all these cronies of Misty's if any of them had found this machine part. Yeah. None of them talked about it. Like, uh, you're all like swimming in a pool. If there's a machine part in the pool... One of you would probably notice it. You would think they could see it. You beat all of them, and then you go and beat Misty. Because I was like, oh, Misty will like give it to me. You thought wrong. And I will say this, and I, I did pull out Meganium to help me get through the Misty fight, because she has like a Golduck, a Quagsire, a Lapras, and a Starmie. She's got a good lineup. She had a good one. But then she doesn't even give you the fucking machine part. No, she just gives you 
4700 bucks, the Cascade badge, and then she's got to get back on it. First, I tried fishing for a little while. Netflix and chill. Yeah. I honestly fished for like maybe a half hour. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. That didn't work. No. Then I started surfing for a little while. And you get the machine part. Uh, yeah. I wanted to let you just keep going, but the thief tells you directly that it's like in the center of the gym. But <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. I was like just surfing and fishing wherever. I was like, eh, it's got to be here somewhere. Well, I'm glad you got it. Yeah. That's good. But then, as mentioned, it was late in the evening on a Monday night. And we record on Tuesdays and I went to bed. Joshua did a bit more than that. He went back to the power plant, get Zap Cannon, which is an extremely inaccurate, very powerful, I think, 120 attack power electric move. That sounds awesome. 120 power? Does it just have, like, terrible accuracy? Yeah. Okay. I think the accuracy is, like, 50? 50%? Yikes. That's essentially never going to hit, because I have had, like things in the past that have like 80 percent accuracy and they never hit so yeah i mean once you get down to like 75 or below it's kind of a nightmare in person to person battles it's not really worth it so yeah it's a 50 50 percent accuracy pointless jesus thanks a lot manager but what i was thankful for is i wanted to hop on that sweet magnet train and get back over to johto because i had some business over there and then go to the magnet train can't get on it what apparently i found out that copycat that little girl you have to do a little fetch quest for her so i'll just prep you for next week what do i have to do where do i have to go go back to the pokemon fan club Ugh, those perverts yeah god if anyone is running for affinity.net it's the pokemon fan club. <laughs> they got the server in there and they had generators so even during the power outage <laughs> they could still make sure that everyone could get their content yeah <laughs> i feel like the executor fetish would be like being pressed by a bunch of executor eggs on you oh that's what your thing is no well, i'm just imagining you know that's probably what some would be into. Mine is like eating a th- like a thousand ex- executor <laughs> eggs and getting like one of those hyperinflated bellies. Oh my god. Yeah. The inflation thing is really rampant in the Pokemon universe we've discovered. <laughs> At some point we'll have to just do a like DVDs in the early 2000s would have the unrated cut and we'll do like a raw and uncaught version yeah let's just talk about every single fucking thing that we've seen we already do we cut some of it what do you mean what do you like how how much do you you remember the whole conversation about fucking winnie i mean i think you apparently end up looking at something for pretty much every gym leader i just like i don't know i don't know what i've done i don't know what i've done on my computer that makes google think like i have to surface for affinity as quickly in these results as possible for tanner green ring well, probably continuing to click on them isn't helping. <laughs> your young son will never be able and to I use your browser. Done. Yes. <laughs> okay. I will prepare for that next week, Josh, once I return the machine part. And then I can finally go back to Johto and catch all these fucking bunk Pokemon for Bill's grandfather. Next week, one way or another, we will be going to Celadon City and Fuchsia City. Mm-hmm. Our old friends, Erica, and then we will visit whoever is in Fuchsia City because Koga's in the Elite Four now, so that's interesting. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to spoil it for us or for anyone else, so let's not look it up. No, I actually won't. I don't remember. <gasps> Maybe it'll be Mr. Squirt. Could be. Maybe the SSN dock down there. It is a coastal city. Yes, I would love that. Okay, we have to go because we are obviously way over time. But it was a yeah. it was a lengthy leg of Pokemon this week, so not our fault. I would say this is probably the lengthiest in Kanto. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. My name has been Tanta Cool, aka Tanner Greenring. I am joined as always by my co-host, Jodish, aka Josh Fielstad. This is Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Please do Rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Follow it on Spotify and everything else. Do whatever it is you do to podcasts on every other platform you listen to the podcast on. Please share it with a friend and tell everyone you know about it, especially now that everyone is trapped indoors and looking for fun podcasts. 
Pretty much everything is bad, but there's never been a better time to play a bunch of Pokemon and then listen to us talk about it and interact with other people who are playing it and listening to it. And you can do that at EXP Share Pod, the Twitter and Instagram. And we are not too far from Gen 3, so pick up your Gen 3 cards now. They are not on Virtual Console, so you gotta go old school Game Boy Advance, and then you gotta either scrabble with some uh, eBay bidders or go on Etsy to acquire that. But we will be doing some number of interstitial episodes. Yeah, TBD. In between, so you got a little time. Until then, I will talk to you next week, Joshua. And I'll smell you later.